Hello, hello, and welcome to Empowerment Ministries. Good for your soul. I am Raquel. I have with me Tanya. We are here to bring you weekly conversations, help you to understand and apply God's God's word to your life in today's culture. I'm just so happy to be here today. Yes, my voice sounds funny, but you know what? I feel good today, Tanya. How about yourself? Amen. I feel good today, too. It's good to see you. It's good to see you too. What a blessing it is today that uh, we can be here today to energize you through the word of God. Yes. What a blessing. What a blessing it is. Let us pray. Gracious and glorious God today, Lord, uh, we thank you and we welcome you into this good for your soul. Lord, may our conversation be seasoned with salt and May lives be transformed, Lord. May may your word get us to thinking on those things that are like you. I pray also today for my brothers and sisters across the world that are suffering from the effects of war, being in the midst of devastation, I pray, oh God, for your comfort. I pray, oh God, for your wisdom for them as they continue to endure uh, the things that are happening there right now. I also pray, oh God, for the people today that may be sick, homebound, that may be listening to this broadcast today Lord, I pray encouragement for their souls today, that they will be one step closer to you. These things I ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Pastor Raquel, you want to read our New Testament scripture? Or you want me to read it? It's time for the, the word of God. We're about to enter into our conversation. So very glad that you are here with us Tonight, our conversation is, you don't always have to see to believe. You don't always have to see to believe. Uh, Found from John chapter 20, verses 19 to 21. John chapter 19, verses 20 to 21. And it reads like this. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, The doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands on the side. And then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the father has sent me, so I send you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the 12 was not with them when Jesus came. And so the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands. And put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hands in his side, I will not believe. And a week later, his disciples were again in the house and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, 
Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, Lord, my Lord, my God. And Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. And now Jesus did many signs in their presence of the disciples, which are not written in the book. But these are written, that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing, you may have life in his name. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You know, the darkness, Reverend Tanya, left the disciples hiding in their house. The doors are locked in fear of being found out. They are hiding from themselves as much as they are follow, as they are hiding from the religious authorities. And without an invitation, without even knocking, Jesus stood among them and blessed them with peace. And then just to assure them of who he really was, he told them, to look at his wounds. And this is the first day of the week. This is the same day as our last week's lesson when Mary came to the tomb early in the morning. This is the first day of a new creation. The first creation of this new week is peace. How was this group prepared to receive Jesus's peace? Their very lack of equilibrium was key. After the crucifixion, Pride and their swagger and boasting and their self-assurance had gone wrong out after they have after Jesus had breathed on him on them. And at this time, this is a very important part of our text today, our narrative, because Thomas is not present at this gathering, Reverend Tanya. And only the the only the hearers of Christ's only hearers of Christ's resurrection secondhand. But he wants to be like the rest of them, to see the risen Christ with his own hands. And he, he mentions something. And, you know, whenever we think of Thomas, we think of him doubting. But he said this in the text, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. Thomas has to put conditions on his faith. And he wants tangible evidence that can be seen and touched. He wants objective proof that, it, that is consistent with the testimony of the other disciples. We have seen the Lord. So you know what? We are not so different from Thomas, are we? We want tangible in order to believe. Like Thomas, we believe, yes, seeing is believing. And so Thomas's request is not unusual. In fact, he's not asking for anything that the other disciples have not, did not have. Just one week before the resurrection, Jesus appeared to the other disciples and he said to them, peace be with you. And then he showed them his hands and, their, and his side and they rejoiced when they, they saw the Lord. And then he breathed on them and then they received the Holy Spirit. You know, I, the first question when I read this text is so full of, of wonder. I'd like to ask our audience today, what do you wonder when you read these passages? What do you wonder when you
when you read these passages. Reverend Tanya, what were some first thoughts, initial thoughts that came to mind when you read this text? Uh, the first thought I had was, where was Thomas? I always think that when I read this text, you know, um, usually everybody else was together. They're usually together. And this time, Thomas, he wasn't with them. So Thomas, where were you at, man? Where were you? And then um, the other question I, I had was the audacity, <laughs> you know, and I, I think today the audacity to say, hmm, well, I, you know, everybody's telling him, everybody that they saw Jesus and that he's risen. I won't believe it. I, I have to put my hand. I need tangible evidence. I need to see. I need to feel. Um, to believe. You're saying that about Thomas? That he had his audacity to... Yes. To question. To question. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then, you know, and I chuckle because when I ask these questions and uh, I think about my, for me, I think about my own faith, you know, how many times have I questioned different things um, about Jesus? And, you know, and then I chuckle to myself. I'm like, you know, Thomas, man, it's all right. It's okay. Right. I do it all the time. Yeah. And, you know, what's really interesting about this text is they lock themselves behind the doors. Yes. And really what has changed in their life from, from Jesus's death and resurrection to now. I mean, it, it seems to me that with Jesus before the resurrection, you know, they had this sense of boldness. You know, we could go wherever we want because Jesus is with us and Jesus can do anything. But now that, now that they question Jesus's resurrection, they, they lock themselves behind closed doors. And it just reminds me of the church today. It reminds me of Christianity as a whole today. Mm. You know, um, we are hiding ourselves behind our own agendas. We hide ourselves behind our events. We hide ourselves behind uh, political affiliations. We hide ourselves behind den denominational doctrines and whatnot. But the, the message is clear. We are a resurrected people. We are meant to, to move about just like Jesus moved about and, and, and proclaim the gospel and other miraculous things among people who, who question who Christ is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, everything that you said, I found interesting as well. I, I asked questions about, um, you know, because before this, um, it was, Lord, we'll go with you. We'll die. We, we'll die with you, Jesus. You know, we're right there with you. No, Lord, I would never betray you, you know. And then, you know, here we are. They're locked up in, in the room. And I, I thought about, well, you know, how... How do we lock ourselves from seeing Christ? How do we, we lock ourselves up? You know, 
um, idolizing other things, um, everything. There's other things that seem to come up into our lives that are more important than our relationship with Christ. And so, I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's a whole list, but um, it happens. And, you know, I think about our, um, our humanism, right? We're human. hundred percent. Yes. We have the Holy spirit that dwells in us, but we're human and we do things that humans do. Then we get hard on ourselves because we're not doing the things that we know Jesus wants us to do. And then we get extra hard on ourselves, which is, you know, brings up what I just said, that locking ourselves up in guilt and and different things like that. So, you know, I had a whole conversation with myself about it today when I was going over the text again. It's a lot in there. It is. You know, again, for those of you that are just coming, uh, joining us midstream of this conversation, uh, Jesus's tomb is open and empty, but the disciples' house is closed and the door is locked tight. The house has become their tomb. And Jesus is on the loose and the disciples are bound in fear. And that just makes me question, is that the reason why the the churches are not growing today? It's because we have made our houses of worship a tomb, you know. Um, Jesus is not bound by fear. And how I, I just wonder, have we separated ourselves from the reality of Jesus's resurrection? Have we closed the doors of, of faith to believe well, that God, he, he can do anything, that he is the Lord, the God of all flesh, that there's nothing too hard for him? Have we closed our hearts to the fact that um, to, in our minds, somehow do we, is there a reality that Jesus's death on the cross is, was in vain? Because, you know, we, we look at the tomb. We look at the, the hopelessness that's happening in the world. We look at the pain. We look at the suffering instead of looking at the one who is the healer. Who is the deliverer, the one that can rescue and and bring us out of these situations? Antonia, what are your thoughts? Well, the one that is no longer in the tomb, right? right. He rose. He rose. And, um, you know, then he I, he's alive. He's alive. Right. And, you know, we, we start focusing on the building. Well, we got to keep the building up. All we have to do this for the building and you know, the building and the building and the building. And Jesus is saying, go outside this building. They go talk to some folks. Okay. Or invite the folks into the building so they can see me. Have a conversation. Do something. Right. But we start focusing on other things that is closing us off from Christ. Right. Like our, our our hinges, our deadbolts, you know, it all describes the, the interior condition of, I mean, it. this scripture challenges all of us. Yes. Focusing on the building, our outward appearance. A lot of us 
are like that. Amen. Yes. Um, right. We're really falling apart on the inside. That's the truth. That is the truth. Because you know what? With just say, for instance, let's just take, you know, a common argument that's been going on for, for years, black and white. Okay. We got suburban churches. We got urban churches. Okay. <clears throat> and we do everything that we can to prevent from us worshiping with one another. We put all these stipulations on how, you know, you can't come at the door unless you look a certain way. And once you come at the door, you got to act a certain way. And in while you're here, you know what? Forget about how you worship, where you came from, and you got to learn how to worship like us. But that's not going to be heaven. They're going to be all sorts and types of rejoicing going on, whether it's, you know, loud or soft or raising up the hands or moving body parts or whatever. But, you know, and this is a wonderful place for us to practice, to exercise. This is the thing, Reverend Daniel. The whole key to the resurrection is our faith. Indeed. Instead of putting... Uh, dead bolts and hinges on everything. The key to the resurrection is our faith, living in the now, just like Jesus. Jesus is moving about right now. How come? How come we separate ourselves by walls? Yes, because we we serve a now God. It makes you wonder, because <laughs> you know every time we shut the doors of our lives the doors of our minds, the doors of our hearts, we imprison ourselves. And you can see, we get what we got. In in this this scripture, I mean, twice, Jesus, he tells them, peace be with you, to help calm them, right? Let them know that, you know, I'm I'm here. I'm, I'm alive. Right. I'm alive. Come on, guys. But it's our, our fear. It's our fear of one another. This is the part that just perplexed me. If we all call ourselves Christians and in this room, right, Jesus breathed on them the Holy Spirit. And now that Jesus has returned to the Father, we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. I identify you as a Christian by the spirit that is in you, by by the fruits that you bear. Now, if, if I'm bearing the same fruits in the urban setting that I that I am in a suburban setting, then why are we so afraid of one another? Why are we afraid of Because <sighs> the of answer people. is the, the answer is control. If I can't control you, you know, it come this is just me. If if we can't control how people worship, if people don't worship like me or have the same ideologies I have about Jesus. Fear sets in, oh, they're going to change the way that we worship. Fear sets in and pushes faith right out the door. It does. But the thing is, Dana, from this point until now, Nothing has changed. That's sad. <laughs> Nothing has changed. 
And we're supposed to be change agents. We're supposed to be agents of love, but nothing has changed. We are still living in our little four-walled communities, scared to go out and give people the good news. We are afraid to to feed the hungry. We are afraid to, to help the oppressed. We are afraid to share any type of hope with people beyond our walls. Well, let me put this out there too. A lot of times the, the, the congregation or the people that attend the church expect the pastor to be the person to go out and do all of this. And that's not what Jesus is telling us to do. This is for everyone. We're all supposed to go out and make disciples. We're all supposed to go out and share this gospel of Jesus Christ. It's just not on one person. And if the pastor don't do it for many places, it doesn't get done. And, you know, I want to encourage, you know, pastors today that, you know, God sees you. He sees what you're doing. Don't grow weary. Don't grow weary. He's going to send some people in to help with the ministries that you have. Listen, also, when we're talking, we're making a lot of generalities. And it doesn't apply to everybody. But it, right. if what they say, if the shoe fits. Put it on. And if you're mad because of what we're saying. And all we want you to do all, for us, it applies to us and to everybody that we share this message with, is to examine ourselves. That's, that's what Christ wants. Just examine yourself. Right. You know, the, do, do we come to this Easter message in dark? Do we come like Mary and the disciples with fear, misunderstandings and uncertainties? And then we, we in our logical mind, try to figure out these uncertainties on our own. And this is where the gospel gets, con- it gets diluted. It gets misinterpreted because we, 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 we go to this resurrection with a logical perspective and it's not that we you and i tanya have never witnessed jesus on that cross we've only heard about it from the word of god correct right right but the the resurrection in the, the cross is so compelling in giving won't say life, but continuing the story through the resurrection that we are invited now to be a part, just like what Jesus told Mary to go tell my brethren. He also told these disciples as well, go, go and and share my message. Don't be afraid. Stop, you know, logically thinking about, you know, um, how having all the plans worked out and whatnot. I read this interesting quote today. It was about feed your soul and starve your ego. <laughs> and if we didn't give so much attention to our egos and our, you know, it's all about me. It's all about, you know, this church. This is my church, which is wonderful in a sense, but also uh, can be detrimental in another. 
you know, my church in the sense that um, I'm only going to allow certain people to, to come in um, and I'm only going to preach the gospel to a certain group of people. Um, that's not what God, that's not, that's not, that's not the love of God. And this shalom, Tanya, which is really exciting. This shalom that he spoke of, it's more than just peace. It's a new beginning. It's like, you know, going back to Genesis, a new creation. Because when he came to Thomas, he came to him on the eighth day. I love biblical numerology. Uh, yes, number did. eight in the Bible means a new beginning. God is giving us a new beginning by speaking peace to us. In this peace, he says, the peace I give to you, I'm giving you God himself. Amen. This is the new beginning. God, God <laughs> already said it. Jesus did it. And the Holy Spirit's bringing it to pass. Boom. That's why he breathed on them. For them to go and give this peace message to other people. Okay. Your turn. Amen. All right. Amen. No. No, 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 no. No, no, no. The passion is real. The passion is real. Okay. Um, God is just, I just feel Jesus in this time wants us to unlock our hearts and our minds from the thinking, the the old uh, thinking pattern and have a fresh perspective on who he is and what he wants us to do and to really be effective. We really have to open up our minds and we really need to start talking to one another. Going to visit churches. You know what? Tell the people, you, you go to another church and experience their worship service. Yes. Yes. We need to share each other's experience. The, the church, come on over and worship with us one Sunday. Let's worship together. Yes. Because when we all get to heaven, isn't that what it's going to be? Right? <laughs> we talk about having heaven, on, you know, on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. We're supposed to have unity yeah. together. Supposed to. Let's start thinking in the terms of being united in Christ. What it means for us to come together and share our worship experiences, share our love for Christ together, and go and share this, this message, this, this love of Jesus. <laughs> right. And share this, this message of Jesus with the world. If it's right down the street, if it's to the people that live next door to the church or the business that's across the street, go over there and talk to somebody. Now you, you, you know you're saying something that's easier said than done. No, it's, it's not hard. Uh, I do it all the time. Yeah, but Come you know, on. people are saying, that's you. That's, that's not me. God didn't yeah. call me to do all that. Share your story. We all got a story. Yes. He, we all have a story. Yes. Share your story. Yes. How has God blessed you? How has God helped you? How has God brought you out of that situation? That's living a resurrected life. Share that with somebody. I mean, because isn't that what happened? I mean, 
if we go past Pentecost, and then there was Stephen and whatnot. He was telling his story. He got stoned for it. But because he got stoned for it, the gospel was able to go into Athens. And what were they doing all that? They didn't have no hierarchy at that time. They were just telling their story. They were just telling their story. You know, it would just be so wonderful, uh, Tanya, if the church, if we as the people of God, because people think when I'm talking about church, I'm talking about a building. No, we are the church. When we, the people of God, can stop being superficial in our worship and being vulnerable in our conversations, if we could be like Thomas and be like, you know what? I want what she got. The other disciples saw Jesus. I want to see him too. And if we would seek the Lord in that and be like, God, if you did it for Tanya, I know you could do it for me. Amen. You know, because we serve an awesome God. He's not in the small little box that we be trying to put him in. Yes. God is inviting us into history changing transformation. Amen. I'll say it again. God is inviting us into history changing transformation. When we look at the life of Jesus. Who did he eat with? Tax collectors and sinners. Who did he talk to? Women. And just not any kind of woman. He talked to women with that had issues with their blood and issues in their relationships and prostitutes and demon possessed. I mean, he talked to them all. Yes. And how and their the lives world, were changed. They're because why? They had an encounter with Jesus. Jesus invited him into history-changing transformation. Yes. I mean, we all have doubts. Let's face it. None of us are perfect. And this is the wonderful thing about the resurrection. Jesus invites us in. Invites us in to demonstrate to us that he is alive. Isn't that what happened? When he was standing there in the middle of the room, he said, touch me. Go ahead, Thomas, take your hand, put, put your finger in my hand. Go ahead and take your hand and put it in my side. He invites us to touch him because he is real and he is tangible. Amen. History making transformation. We can all be a part of it. How we got to apply, or we got to learn how to walk by faith. He's saying, I ain't got no faith. Yes, you do. Each and every one of us is given a measure of faith. Each and every one of us. Size of a mustard seed. And it's up to you for it to grow. Tanya, last words, comments, Um, I just want to say, you know, there are, I've had some conversations with some people this week that are going through some stuff. But in the midst of all their stuff, they said, you know what? Jesus died and rose and is alive for me to be able to to be here today to encourage somebody in what I'm going through to help them when they go through. These are people that is going through some stuff and they still know the power of the resurrected Jesus. You just said something. They still know the power of the resurrected Jesus, yeah. and they still want others to, to see and experience 
that power. Mm-hmm. We got to be willing. We talked about that before, but you have to be a willing participant. That's it. That's it. That's it. And you know, go ahead. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. With your ongoing support, we're very excited that we are able to help people take their next step towards Christ. Through our social media, through our podcast, we are so excited about our podcast. We are growing. We thank God for that. We're on Podbean. We're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We are on iHeartRadio, and we are on um, Player FM. And we also help people through our 10% initiative. We give 10% of our monthly donations to local global communities in areas of disaster relief, medical support, food insecurities, human suffering, and education. And we are very excited that on this month, we were able to give to two, two organizations, Eight Days of Hope, Praise Be to God, and Buffalo City Missions Cornerstone. Amen. We'd appreciate um, you telling a friend uh, and, and praying for us and with us. Um, God is just uh, opening doors for us that we've never imagined, and we are excited about it. Thank you. I appreciate you listening to us. We'll see you next week on social media, 7 p.m. for our conversations, helping you understand and apply God's worth to your life in today's culture. God bless you. See you next week. See you next week.